If there is one thing that this generation strives for, is being relatable. Everybody likes someone who's relatable. And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, and this is... Mitchell, the everyman manly. I'm just pink... Fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows today. That's, That's beautiful. That's I fine. Am. I almost I almost <laughs> didn't have a nickname, but then on the way here, I was like, we're doing relatable songs, so I, you know, we want to think about the everyman, and you know, it has yeah. the alliteration and every man manly. See, I went with like relatable to me. Right. Yeah. Of course. I, so. I, I, I. That's what I did as well. But I think the idea is that if you find a song that's relatable to you, there's someone else out there that. You know, can relate to it in a in a similar depth at at least if it's not the exact yes. same situation. So we're all lucky that I didn't choose Pinkie Pie's smile. I'm so definitely I'm glad you didn't. Uh, <laughs> Have you heard it? Because it's really good. Okay, I'll get, I'll I'll take your word for it. If you if you insist, I would listen to this. Yes. Well, you know, it also is like kind of problematic. I hate to say this, right, but right. Pinkie Pie is problematic because you shouldn't tell people to smile, especially women. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. So I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. Now I'm feeling like mm, Pinkie Pie kind of controversial. <laughs> just gonna say, but I've been channeling her all day, so I'm gonna go with that vibe. Mitchell, did you channel Pinkie Pie? I did not. <laughs> so uh, this week, I'm going to start off the matters with Alex Leahy's I Haven't Been Taking Care of Myself. Distracting me from what's important, but you don't care, and I'm losing focus. You push me to the edge, and then you pull me back. I swear to God, I'll have a heart attack. So yeah, it's going to get a little real here, but uh, hopefully you guys are along for the ride. Uh, I love all the podcast listeners, and I feel comfortable opening up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll never forget hearing this song uh, on suggestion from our ear buddy, John Scott, and I was just like blown away by how much the lyrics and content resonated with me as I was listening to it. Uh, there was a time a couple of years ago where I was like head over heels smitten for a friend of mine, and uh, she knew how I felt, and we were super close and flirty, but as time went on, it was a lot more apparent that she that she didn't want a relationship as badly as I did. And, you know, on the rational level, I totally understood, and I wasn't a creep about it, but on the inside, that attachment to her was, like, really tearing me up. And I'd gotten to the point where I cared so much about her and, like, trying to appease her and win her over that I wasn't really taking care of myself as much as I should have. So then I hear this song with lines like, You were my drug, but now I'm withdrawing. You know, and so you have this double meaning in withdrawing, like withdrawing from the attention and all that, but also, you know, withdrawing from your friends and from your social interactions. And uh, so then you have lines about just being so eager to please the person and trying to come up with any excuse or reason to meet just to see them and be around them. And, you know, how those feelings are like distracting me from what's important and making me lose focus from, you know, living my own life. And then the chorus, 
I haven't been taking care of myself. I've forgotten what it's like to be in good health. I've gained weight and I drink too much. Maybe that's why you don't love me as much. You know, yeah. that, uh, that definitely punched me in the guts. Um, my favorite line is in the bridge. Uh, she says, I'll make any compromise if it keeps you by my side. And I don't know why. And uh, it was all true. You know, at that point, I probably would have made any compromise, even knowing how unhealthy it was. And I couldn't tell you why I was just overattached and like romanticizing and idealizing this relationship. Uh, But luckily, that was about the time that I started going to therapy and things got a lot easier (laughs) for me over time, you know, learning healthy ways to manage my anxiety and my depression. So, you know, just take care of yourself, y'all. Look look out for your star player, you know. Yeah, I found this song like so relatable because I, too, have totally been that person like, yeah, any any reason to be around you. I am totally enthralled. And, you know, that feeling of kind of like waiting in the sidelines is like. They're going to totally see how amazing oh, I God. am in no time and everything's going to be perfect. And it, you- it, I was just stuck in, in that loop. And like, I, I know now not to ever let myself get to that situation again, because yeah. like I was just agonizing a lot of the time and like it was miserable. Yeah. And there's it sucks because I know how you feel. And I'd felt that before. And I was like. I'm stuck on these sidelines and I really want something and I look I like this person so much and they're so amazing but there's like nothing in return right exactly or a like smidge in return right exactly and not like, what you want yeah it's so like and then you're you kind of like oh, I've stuck myself here and it's yeah, not this exactly. person it's not this person's fault exactly. but I am totally obsessed with them yeah it, exactly yeah. It's not Dakota, just to clear up. Yeah. It's a totally healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> so, which kind of leads to my song, which is the Velvet Underground. Oh, we both pick kind of like romantic songs. Yeah. Um, It's the Velvet Underground's I'm Sticking With You. I'm sticking with you Cause I'm made out of glue Anything that you As far as I know, this is actually the one song that, like, truly moves Dakota that I've ever seen. And this song, I think that, you know, this is probably the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And this kind of like, hey, you know what? Stuff's happening. I'm kind of grouchy sometimes. And you got your stuff going. And sometimes we're going to, like, you know, the dishes don't always get done. Yeah, Just saying. Sure. So... This whole I'm sticking with you and realizing that there's a lot of work that goes into a relationship, but yes, and 
I'm going to follow, and you're going to follow me, and we're going to rob stagecoaches together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> everything's going to be great, but it's, like, all about collaboration, like, meeting in the middle and then robbing the stagecoach. Right. At least that's how I feel. Also, anything that says I'm sticking to you like glue reminds me of Sticks and Stones, my break bones, and... Yeah. yeah, and, and I'm, I'm rubbing, rubbing your, your glue. glue. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd never heard the song from Velvet Underground, and uh, I'm in love with it now, man. It's, it's, yeah. Is this on one of their records? It I was... is on one of their records, and this is the only song where Mo, the drummer, sang. Yeah, well, it's it's beautiful, and like it has this sort of simplistic, childlike quality that kind of cuts through the normal, like flowery and grandiose songs about being in love. It's just a song professing that you're ride or die for that other person and that you want to be by their side for anything they do or go through. And there's that line, like, I saw you were hanging from a tree and I made believe that it was me. Yeah. Uh, it, like, invokes the idea of seeing yourself in another person and seeing qualities in a loved one that you admire and want to, you know, affect into your own life. Uh, I definitely hear the groundwork for later bands like Magnetic Fields and Moldy Peaches. It's a very beautiful, elegant, simplistic song, just packed to the brim with relatable meaning. Yeah, and I find that of I love Velvet Underground so much, and I've resisted putting Velvet Underground in the show. Never so resist. Much. Yes, and this song really—it's not like their most common ones, like Heroin or mm-hmm. any of the other ones, or was it? No, Chelsea Girls was Nico. Um, but either way, what was it? I don't know. Look, just fact check me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. But either way. This song brings about that like childlike part of being in love that really works. Absolutely, yeah. I agree. You know what? The Ear Buddies also have relatable songs they that I indeed. related to so much. There were tons of really great picks they this this week so for sure. Good. I mean, we say that kind of thing every week, but yeah. like legitimately, there was uh there was some really good stuff that I'd never heard before so and knew nothing about. So pretty much everything on this. All the earbuds brought things I didn't know, which not that uncommon for me. But David brings Alice Merton's Why So Serious. I don't seem to get all the things that are happening, and I can't make sense of everything that's inside my head. But I keep on thinking there's gotta be something said. says this is slowly becoming my mantra for coping in today's world yeah what an earworm uh, i was listening to this in preparation for the show and my roommate who also never heard this and was like only overhearing it from the next room ended up singing it on her way out the door <laughs> 15 minutes later i just like heard her singing the chorus to this uh musically i love the harmonies and the background vocals and there's like this sort of swagger to the jam itself but i'm also super into the message you know uh, despite my own struggles with depression and anxiety, I try to remain positive and do a good job of remembering that, you know, few things in life are as serious or permanent as they often seem. Uh, she sings, 
Uh, seems we've lost it, that spark inside that tells us it's all nonsense. Stop being so cautious. With every mistake, there comes a lesson learned. Uh, I definitely relate to that. I'm a very risk-averse person, and you know my anxiety tends to make me catastrophize doing things outside of my comfort zone. But the most important and meaningful things uh, that I have in my life were all obtained or achieved through taking a risk and putting myself out there and you know knowing that maybe it won't work out, but if it does, I'll be on top of the world. If it doesn't, then I've learned something about myself and what I'm capable of. And, you know, it's just a, a great reminder to not take shit so seriously and, and, you know, have fun while you're alive and go head on for all the things that you want out of life. Yeah, it's I found for a long time in my life, I was very risk averse, mm-hmm. just like you were saying. And I the best things I've ever come out of my life have been when I'm like, I am absolutely terrified, but I'm going to go ahead and make the leap. I'm going to do this thing that absolutely terrifies me, which is pretty much all of nursing school because all of that scares me. And sometimes like I'm outside of a patient's room and I'm like, okay, I got to introduce myself and I've got to build this rapport. And I'm not a person that really, sometimes I can be very good at like talking to other people. And then sometimes I'm like, there are a million people in here. I'm absolutely terrified. Now I got to pretend like I know what I'm doing. Even sometimes I don't, or I have to like communicate in such a way that I am not giving false information. So this song is kind of my way of easing into every single day, even though I'd never heard this song. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, why are you so serious? Chill out. Let's be like a little relaxed. Realize everyone is human. We all make mistakes. We're all going to like, you know, life is life. So mm-hmm. let's just like jump forward. Let's not have regrets. And let's not like stand back just because things are so serious. Like literally things can be serious, but... Sometimes you just got to be goofy. Oh, yeah. absolutely. As, you know, I, I bought a unicorn head this past week. Yeah. <laughs> so I've gotten a little less serious. <laughs> I come home and put my unicorn head on for like five minutes and I'm fine. Yeah, it it's makes fine. you feel better. I yeah. blow bubbles at work. Like one of my one of my bosses will bring me, you know, bottles of bubbles, you Aww. know, like child bubbles that you blow. And it just brings joy to my soul just to blow some bubbles whenever I'm stressed out and, you know, just needing to take a break for a second. Yep. Sometimes you just got to be goofy. There's no reason to be so serious. 100%. Barbara brings a classic, Jimmy Buffett's Little Miss Magic. I see a little more of me every day. I catch a little more mustache turning gray. Your mother is the only other woman for me. Little Miss Magic, what you gonna be? Sometimes I catch her dreaming and wonder where that little mind meanders. Is she strolling along the shore, cruising o'er the broad savannah? I know someday she'll learn to make up her own rhymes. Someday she's gonna learn how to fly. Oh, that I want. I catch a little more dialogue coming my way. I see those big brown eyes just start to look in a straight. She said, sang this to my daughter every day for a year. 
every single time I hear a Jimmy Buffett song, I'm somewhat surprised at how much depth he has. Yeah. And I don't, I like keep thinking, oh, it's just Cheeseburger in Paradise, and it's not. Any song that you sing to your child, like sometimes there's really great songs that you sing to your child over and over again. Mine is K Sarah, and she probably knows that, like the back of her um, hand. I don't know. Mm. Hopefully she knows the back of her hand. I can't, <laughs> I can't give guarantees. But there is just something beautiful and, I don't know, like, I can't even just, just, of course, I'm trying to, like, describe this amazing song, but it's, like, it gives me the warm squishies and, like, familial love, and I think Jimmy Buffett made something that didn't sound like it was under a palm tree yeah as well and i just didn't expect it it really hit me out of nowhere yeah this is some of the depth that you'll hear uh from justin and sydney mcelroy they talk about their <laughs> love of jimmy buffett yeah i'm like why are they talking about jimmy buffett again why'd they go to he's another very concert? prolific he has a million albums and a million <laughs> songs so surely some of it's going to be good and that was proven to us yeah. today uh this is definitely a very gorgeous and genuinely moving song which you may not expect from our friend james buffet <laughs> um I don't have any children myself, but the song kind of reinforces what I imagine to be so wondrous about having a child, wondering what's going on in their mind as they're fixated on the blades of the ceiling fan and seeing yourself in them as you as you both grow older and seeing like the mountain of potential in your child and wondering what they'll end up doing with it. And then, of course, the bittersweet feeling of knowing that one day they'll grow up and be independent and you, you just hope that you can still be the wind beneath their wings. You know, Another song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, I don't have any children myself, but my lady friend has a young daughter and I see it in her nearly every day. She kind of reminisces on her daughter when she was like a little baby and how, uh, you know, she'll laugh at herself, but she gets super upset just realizing how quickly her daughter's growing up and you know i'll I'll tease her about how she'll be you know graduating from high school Uh, next next week even though she's only four years old or whatever oh you're torturing this. yeah she it's it's hilarious (laughs) and you know that's that's a deep love that i imagine you know despite a mountain of empathy on my part that only a parent can truly understand you know yeah it's so insane to see your kid like i don't know it's really hard this like song hits me into my feels i might get like Get a little weepy, yeah, (laughs) man. It's very, like, very genuine for a James Buffett song. I know. I'm just like, how is Jimmy Buffett making me feel all the feels? Um, (laughs) So, to change the subject properly, uh, Asia brings Nick Mulvey's The Doing Is Done. My dad recently shared this song with me and it still makes me tear up with every listen. 
Um, there was this slight moment where I was like, this is kind of like come together by the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got that vibe, but I somehow did it. But I think it's like the, the lower... The drums and percussion. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like the beat and everything. It is, it's so chill. Like, you have this long intro, you slide into s- super chill lyrics that are amazing, but very introspective. Uh, it also points out that you aren't a parent until you have your child. So it's like, oh, well, technically that is true. It's like right. you only have a lap whenever you're sitting, but you only are a mom when you have a child. Right, sure. So, And I think that there's plenty of differences, like even in the concept of adoption, the song still works. And uh, this song, like it slides into the vocals and there's so, many, so much instrumental building. And at the end, they end with some harmonics on some stringed instruments. I picked that out, which makes me feel <laughs> like I'm good at you're music. A, you're a musicologist now. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, first off, the entire groove of this song is very addictive. I love how it starts super chill and gradually builds very subtly. But the bass line and that drum groove just keep rolling as the vocals take you on a journey. And the song blossoms into something way more beautiful and complex than it seems at first. Um, I wanted to point that out because in preparation, I initially just read the lyrics for this one and was almost kind of fooled by their simplicity. But upon actually like playing the song, I was legitimately blown away by how much weight is added to each line by the harmonies and the inflection and that unerring groove just ever blooming as the song goes on. And, you know, it totally emulates the love between parents and their children, this like firm, delicate, infinitely reliable underpinning that grows into something more beautiful and complex as we get older. Uh, I can totally see why this brings it, uh, some tears to Asia's eyes. Um, I also know that my mom, my mom listens to the show, so so perhaps now is a good time (laughs) to tell my mama that I love her and that I appreciate everything that my folks have ever done for me and that I'm super lucky in the world we live in to be able to count on both my parents for anything and everything I could ever want, uh, you know, materially or emotionally. I'm super grateful to be that privileged because I know a lot of folks don't have that kind of support. So I love you, mom and dad. You're going to make me cry now. See, I'm getting hit in the feels left and right. I definitely, whenever I suggested this topic, didn't realize how Um, deep into some feels we were going to be getting. But I'm glad we are because I'm totally into it. Yeah, like how relatable everything is. Oh, man. So Brandon's going to kick us out of our feels. Yeah, just for a sec. Just for a sec. He brought 10-foot poles ADD. take them i don't want to be an idiot ritalin will make me smart this is about as relatable as it gets for me i was diagnosed with adhd pretty young and grew up on ritalin traveling from medina because i said it right you know Mm -hmm. i'm from there 
to Memphis for appointments with neurologists and the like. I always thought it was kind of weird, but I like taking trips and visiting Bell's Factory Outlet Mall. Um this song, uh, it, I, I'm going to guess like the people in this band are about our age. Yeah, that's probably about right. So if you recall, like, I think our generation is maybe the beginning of like, you know what? This is an actual thing. And then, of course, everyone started. It seemed like everyone was being diagnosed with it. So. It, you either had the kids who were like, oh, my gosh, I can finally focus and things are easier and um, I'm not freaking out teachers anymore, mm-hmm. which is what the teachers apparently didn't want happening. And then, like, the kids who really hated the medications right. and stuff. Because stuff with anything with the head is always going to be complicated. Uh, in a way, this song kind of has that, like, institutions versus the people they serve vibe. Right. And I thought that was interesting because you're like, hmm, what was it? Because I'd never, I'd never been on Ritalin or right. anything like that. And so I was like, huh, that's that's interesting. Right. Yeah, I somehow made it through school and, and to this day without a prescription to Ritalin or Adderall. But I did recently take a test for adult ADHD. And according to their rubric, I do indeed have adult ADHD. It manifests for me as like not being able to concentrate for more than a few minutes at a time without being distracted by another thought. I'm one of those people that has to like reread sections of a book because my mind drifts off mid-page. I have to like actively curtail the bad <laughs> habit of putting on a movie or a TV show and then just scrolling through my phone and missing every plot point. High five. Yep. Uh, well, I'm I'm sure that there's something to that canard that you know ADD is overdiagnosed and the children are overmedicated and. But I, I know it's definitely a real struggle for me sometimes, so I can't imagine how many of my friends uh, feel, you know, or how they could possibly do anything productive with their lives without the help for some of those symptoms. Yeah, like I realize sometimes, sometimes I realize I'm doing that kind of thing where I'm not focusing on anything. Now, I've never been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, but my brother was. And right. it really was literally not being able to, like, focus on a conversation like it was right. bad. But I know that he experienced terrible things. Like I don't think he was on Ritalin, but he was on some other stuff. I don't know. I don't. Mm. But uh, I think it's fascinating. Like it's amazing what if you were properly diagnosed, what these medications could do. Yeah. The the thing is, I know a lot of my like most brilliant friends are people that have ADHD or like were diagnosed with that with ADD when they were kids and like. It's it's weird how super intelligent people are bottlenecked by their own brain yeah. in that way, you know? It's, like, it's strange. It's really like, as as the song says, it's like, Ritalin's going to make me smart. Well, you're already there. You're just, like, not able to kind of, like, funnel it into one thing. Like, yeah. there's a lot going on, so you're trying to take in a lot. So, I, I don't know. I find the whole thing fascinating. I find all of this thing fascinating. <laughs> um, <laughs> now... Guess who's going to bring us back to being serious? I believe it's my good, good buddy, Josh Stevens, who plays guitar in my bands. Ooh. Well, he brought up in Folds 5, Jane. You worry there might not be anything at all inside That you worry should tell you that's not right Don't try to see yourself the way that others do It's no use
this is still one dude, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, well, he he had this you know the band was a three piece. Okay. Um, but then Ben Folds also had a solo career as well. All right. Well, Josh says. I circled back to this album again for obvious reasons. It's depressing as fuck. And I broke down and subscribed to Spotify finally because this is one in my young and impressionable mind frame before it was hip to overuse the saying it's great front to back that I believe to be impeccable front to back. And I have a soft spot for ARMY even though it sounds like the powers that be shoved them into a sort of write another hit like Brick or One Angry Dwarf. Y'all can disagree. That's cool. This album is brilliant. Also, they were deaf listening to some players, Steve Winwood and the Bee Gees, for show. I was just like, this song just really encapsulated, like, Jane's feelings about, like, how I'm feeling. If I have, I'm pretty sure everyone has them, or it's just me. When you have one of those, like, giant emotional cries Mm -hmm. because of, like, a misperceived, like, situation or inflection or you just go off the rails i'm gonna assume everyone else goes off the rails like in their own head and then end up sobbing and like just being emotionally exhausted and then you're like am i even a person anymore is there anything inside me i just i found this song very relatable yeah, I'm definitely glad Josh sent this one in. I've been revisiting a lot of Ben Folds and Ben Folds, ben Folds Five in recent months, and just like waiting for a good chance to bring it, bring some of it to the show. Uh, most of the folks our age will probably remember Brick, which is an amazing movie. Well, uh, <laughs> oh no, uh, but yeah, mo- most folks will br- remember that song Brick, and and uh, if they paid a little attention, they probably heard some of his other songs like Rock in the Suburbs or Army. He did a cover of Bitches Ain't Shit. But Ben Folds is hands down one of the greatest songwriters of our generation, in my opinion. Uh, And it seems like most people have forgotten all about him, which is unfortunate. Uh, His lyrics are always very illustrative and and bring you to a particular mood and a unique world in a way that most songs can't. Uh, I especially love in in this one the lines, you're worried there might not be anything at all inside, but that you're worried should tell you that that's not right. Don't try to see yourself the way that others do. It's no use. You know, I definitely, I can totally relate to that, um, you know, being sure not to, to live for others. And, and you know, that, that feeling that, like, am I crazy? <laughs> am I weird? But, like, the fact that you're self-conscious enough to, to question and reflect in that way should tell you that you're doing your best to be a good person and doing your best to to be authentic to yourself, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's definitely a good reminder to trust yourself and believe that others will love you for who you are. And that it's a waste of time to spend your life trying to influence or manipulate people into thinking that you're cool or interesting or a good person. <laughs> Just be loving, be authentic, and you can trust that the people who stick around are the real McCoy. You're so much more depthy with your like, <laughs> analysis. I'm like, you know those big cries? Yeah. I mean, cathartic cries are a very important part of, of life, in my opinion, as well. Yeah. But, but I mean, Ben Folds 5, like, like I said, I, I genuinely love... Ben Folds and his songwriting, so I definitely, you know, tend to dig deeper into that because <laughs> there's just so much for me to mine out of that. There is so much that can be pulled apart from Ben Folds and Ben Folds Five, and I, the whole style of the music is really like put together so well. Oh yeah, it's just, it's orchestrated amazingly. Yeah, it's it's always so well thought out that it's just absolutely amazing. And he's a great lyricist and a great musician. I just like it, Jeremy. Jeremy's going to like. Bring us out of all the feels. Sure. And make us recognize who we are. Jeremy brought the Mekons hard to be human again. I made a-
This is pretty much my go-to song for when things are incomprehensibly fucked up and I'm through caring for a minute. I've been punched and beaten, though it never showed. I'm going up to Sheffield. I don't know when I'm coming home. You don't have to... (laughs) You don't have to have ever been to Sheffield to understand. Yeah, this is like coming out on the other side, like, song. You're like, okay, this has been rough. And this is really hard to, like, come back to what is normal or you know just it's the coming out of the other side kind of songs like holy crap stuff yeah like being able to look back and reflect yeah yeah it's insane yeah i I definitely relate to the feelings in the song you know jeremy gave us that great line about feeling punched and beaten and wanting to leave and stay gone indefinitely but also love the line that follows that talking about looking for a friend and being disappointed or having someone take advantage of you. You know, I'm, I'm super lucky to have a good, reliable group of friends that all help build me up. But I've definitely had like short lived relationships with people who I trusted, but they used my insecurities and my shortcomings against me to kind of build their own ego or achieve some other ulterior uh, end or motive. And then it's just kind of cast me aside. And the song definitely captures that feeling of being at your wits end uh, with other people and, and just kind of going off on your own and, and recomposing. Yeah, it's like, oh, come out. It's like, it'll be fine. So, yeah, it's like putting yourself together. Putting yourself together after something insane, I feel like. That's the song. It's also punk, right? Is this punk? They are uh, a punk-influenced band. They've been around <laughs> since the 70s, I believe. But, like, they kind of are intergenre. Some people call them alt-country, which... You know, a little bit, but they're kind of punkish, alt-country, post-punk, I don't know. This is why I need you to tell me what genres are. Right. Because I don't know the difference between chill wave and hip-hop, and (laughs) it's sad. It's all jangle Uh, pop. Yeah. Now, I know that I totally got the Velvet Underground wrong today, (laughs) and I need people to tweet at Pod which is the show Twitter, because I know I butchered some information. Now, if you got any wrong information today, where should they tweet at you? They should tweet at Pow I Gotcha. And if you specifically want to tweet at me about how horribly wrong I got Velvet Underground, Nico, or anybody's information, I'm at Madam Woolite, the Facebook group where all the submitted songs and all the amazing stories are is Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. 
that voicemail line, which you still have not called. You're right. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, I, I promised at some point to like call in and, and yell at myself about stuff. I'll have to do that. <laughs> or you can yell at me about Velvet Underground. Yeah, I might I might do a bunch of research and be like, God, Amy, how did you not even so know? wrong. I know the drummer's name was Mo. I know that. <laughs> I know Lou Reed was in the Velvet Underground. That's about the extent of what I know about the members of, of Velvet Underground. You know, Nico Case. Uh, not, not Nico Case. Case. <laughs> That's a completely different okay. Nico entirely. You can just go ahead and yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do that, you can call the voicemail line 731-400-BUDS or... 731-400-2837. You can email the show at endpod at gmail.com and you can see the show picture and search the website at endpod.com, part of the 10710 Network. Now, you chose an absolutely amazing song. I had a feeling you would like this one, yes, actually. Yes, and I really love it. I decided I am going to run away with Imogene Heap. What song did she bring? So, yeah, I brought Imogene Heap's Bad Body Double. Uh, and at, at, at first blush, this may seem like an odd choice from a dude like me, since lyrically it's a song about women, about a woman struggling with like body image issues. But I'm here to represent for the men and for our other friends beyond the binary who also struggle with being comfortable in their own bodies. You know, in the song, she personifies her negative body image as a body double, nearly identical to herself, but who has some grays in her hair and a little extra weight on the side and dimply thighs. <laughs> you know, and in the, in the second verse, she talks about managing to lose her at a bar or a gym for maybe five minutes mm-hmm. and how refreshing it is to feel like yourself again, having let that stuff go. And then another line that seems to resonate with me is one alluding to how those body image issues poke their head in at the most, you know, inopportune times. Um, you know, she's talking to her bad body double. She says, not now. We're having quite an intimate personal <laughs> moment. Could you maybe come at a slightly less awful time? As you can see, I've got someone quite nice here with me. Can't we just be left alone? I guess that's a no then, seeing as you're still here. Aww. And the way she sings that whole line yeah. is just, it's so cool and like so... Yeah. I don't know. So smooth the way she says it. it's beautiful. She's so good. And so, you know, I, I know for me, it seems like anytime I'm talking to somebody I respect or admire or a pretty lady or whatever, <laughs> that's when my self-esteem starts to sink and starts telling me I'm an unlovable ogre. But, Aww. you know, I'm here to tell everyone uh, that me and Imogen Heap, we totally get it. <laughs> and uh, you all should know that you're beautiful and worthy of love and affection in the bodies that you have. Yeah. Now I'm going to go try to run away with Imogen Heap in. A forest, because she seems like a forest dweller. Yeah, totally. If you guys haven't listened to Imogen Heap, just go go and listen to any of her, especially the early records. They're all just amazing, tons of vocal harmonies and insane construction. So Imogen Heap, Bad Body Double. Enjoy it. She pops into the bathroom Just after a shower and she Plays with my makeup and greens Keeps trying to look like me And goes through the motions Posing this way and that Holding it in If it makes you feel better And knock yourself out And say hi there To my bad body double um, This is my bad body double trouble um, my bad body double, um, I've got bad body double trouble, oh. She's trouble, she's trouble, she's trouble, alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I lose to lose her, shake her, at a bar in the gym. Five minutes, it feels so good to be back on my own self again. Can get quite confusing. We look face similar except she's got some greys and a little extra weight on the sides and 
decent pea thighs. I hear that stuff's a bitch to get rid of. No, no, not now. We're having quite an intimate personal moment. Not now. Could you maybe come at us slightly? It's awful time. As you can see, I've got someone quite nice here with me. Can't we just be left alone? I guess that's another. Seeing as you're still here.